Welcome to the sermon podcast of Kusada Baptist Church. We want to be a lighthouse to guide you on your journey through life. Listen as our pastor, Dr. Jim Graham, shares a message from God's Word and offers sound biblical direction for your daily life. I have a question for you this morning, and the question is, why did you stop? Why did you stop? It's February, right? You know, and you know what happens in January? It's a new year. And we think about all the things we want to do differently. It's like some gear changes, right? And we go like, it's a new year. It's new opportunities. And I want to make some changes. And we make some pledges to change some things. Some of us even make New Year's resolutions. I'm guessing that January there are more gym memberships signed up for than any other month. And then February comes. And the gym is empty. What happened? Why? Why did you stop? Whatever it is, right? Why did you stop when you decided this is something I need to do, this is something, you know. So I want to take that to a spiritual realm because I think what happens to us a lot of times is we intended to follow Jesus to the uttermost. We intended to follow Jesus wherever he leads us, whatever he wants us to do, whenever he wants us to do it. There was a point in our life where we came to the conclusion, as a follower of Jesus, and not everybody in this room is a follower of Jesus, but if you made that commitment to follow Jesus, that's kind of how it went down, right? You realized, I can't do this, right? I can't solve my sin problem. Only he can. And I am so indebted to him, and I want to be with him, and I want to be in this relationship with him because he loves me in spite of myself, right? And so I want to be with him regardless. And so his call all through Scripture, Jesus says, follow me, follow me. And you're like, I'm in. I'm following And in that moment, we're like, wherever, whenever, with whoever, whatever, right? And we're all in. And then it seems that that doesn't follow through, right? And my question is, why did you stop? Why did you stop with that? Now, I'm not saying you stopped believing. Oh, you believe. You believe. I believe with all my heart. I believe with all my heart that you should eat healthy. I believe it. I think it's good for you. I think you should eat in moderation, and I think you should eat healthy foods. I believe it. Do you believe it? How many of you believe that? All right, leave your hand up if you do it. There is a difference, isn't there? I know you do, Matt. Thank you, Matt. There's some of you who do it. You do it. I know some of you. You actually follow that one. We can get on another subject. I'll get you on something else. But like on that one, right? We believe. So I'm not questioning your belief. I'm not questioning that you believe in Jesus Christ. My question is, are you following? 
And are you following wherever He leads, whenever He leads, to do whatever He leads you to do? Are you all in? Because what happens to a lot of us followers is we stop. And you see it all through Scripture. We've been walking through the book of Luke together, and I want to show you what happens to some people, and they stop following. They stop being connected all the way with Jesus because of this. In Luke chapter 9, it's the last several verses. That's a really long chapter. I'm starting way down in verse 51. And in verse 51, it says that Jesus resolutely set out for Jerusalem. He's headed for Jerusalem. And he sent messengers ahead who went into a Samaritan village to get things ready for him. So now he is traveling from the north part of near Galilee where his, where his main ministry was. And he's going from there to Jerusalem. Now there was a long way around and there was a short way. And the short way went through Samaria. The problem was Samaritans and Jewish people did not get along. They didn't like each other at all. This was kind of a racial thing. It was a religious thing. There were all kinds of, look, the problems over there didn't start, you know, a few months ago. They've been going on a long, long time. And so there's a lot of discord. And so he's going through this Samaritan village. Some of you remember that Jesus had some great interactions with the Samaritan people, even though he was a Jew. There's a wonderful story in the book of John about him meeting this Samaritan woman at a well and explaining to her how much that the Lord loved her, right? And her and her whole village listened to the message, welcomed him in, and he stayed there for days. But this Samaritan village, he's going in. I think they're excited at first. They've got people going ahead. You know, if the president or somebody like that was showing up in a place and there's a team of people coming ahead to get things ready, to make sure everything's set for them. So there's a team of people head out in front of Jesus to pave the way. Where's he going to stay? What's he going to do? Is he going to speak while he's there? Where's he going to speak? They're lining everything up. And then the people in this village find out that he's on his way to Jerusalem. And they don't like that. They don't like where he's going. And it says that the people there did not welcome him because he was heading for Jerusalem. Now, the story goes on to say that the disciples looked at Jesus and says, like, I think we should just call down fire and burn this village to the ground. And Jesus like, check yourself, hold up a little bit. You know, we're not going to do that. But like, they were upset, you know, like they have pushed us away. They've rejected us. And all of it was because we don't like where you're going. Now, I want to call you out. I want to ask you that question because I think it's difficult. I think sometimes we say, Lord, I'll follow you. He says, follow me. You go, I'll follow you. And we're fine with that. Until he starts taking us somewhere that we don't want to go. Look, there are places I don't really want to go. I like, like if I drew it, like I like Tennessee and below. You know what I'm saying? Like, yeah, it's February. Have you ever spent a February above Tennessee? 
Like, I don't want to go there. I don't want to live there. I don't like the cold. I don't want to be in Ohio. I just, one of our church members was just in Vermont a couple of weeks ago, and he said it was the coldest he's ever been in his entire life, that his feet were never warm the whole time he was there. Like, that doesn't sound pleasant to me, you know. Vermont is for November, October, right? September, leaves, right? That's when you go to Vermont, you visit, you look at leaves, you come back to Alabama, right? I don't want to go there. Or what about some place that's not secure? It's not safe. It's not comfortable. It's not where I can meet my, my sports addictions, right? It's not where my wife will be too far away from her family. It's not too, you know, it's just, I, that's not where I wanted to go. Like, I wanted to work here. I wanted to be here. Or maybe it's the opposite of that. Maybe some folks are like uh, the, the movie It's a Wonderful Life and the star of that movie the whole time. He just wants to be away from Bedford Falls. He, does, he wants to be anywhere but here, right? I don't know where you want to be. But the problem is, what if the Lord says, follow me, and you said somewhere along the way, I'll follow you. Lord, I'll go wherever you want me to go. And he said, great, let's go over here. And you went, check, hold up a second, right? What I meant to say is... (laughs) I'll follow you wherever, but not not there, not where I'm uncomfortable, not where I'm unsafe, not where I'm not sure, not where I like not where I have to make major adjustments. I don't want to be there. I'll follow you, Lord, but we don't really mean wherever. And and, and I just want to call you out this morning. I just want to ask you the question. I just want to say, is there someone in the room today? And you have said, I want to follow Jesus, but somewhere along the line, I put a limit on God because I didn't want to leave where I'm at. I didn't want to head out from where I'm at. I didn't want to change my situation because I kind of liked it, I was comfortable with it, and I didn't like it. In fact, a lot of times, the only reason we change is God outright Forces us to change. Forces us to change. Puts us in a situation that makes... And that's really uncomfortable. Do we mean it? Because here's the problem. If we can end up somewhere we're not supposed to be. The worst place in the world to be is not with Him. Not with Him. Years ago was pastor in my first church, and I, I was there 10 years, and it was later in that tenure, been there a while, things had gone well, and I was very comfortable there. Like, things were going well, and, you know, I'd kind of earned my, you know, my place, and things were good. And this elderly man came to me, and he said, Jim, if God ever calls you to leave here and go somewhere else, I want you to go. Well, somebody else was standing next to him, and they, they were kind of upset about that. Like, don't tell him that. You know, he goes, no, I want him to go. Because the last thing we need is a pastor who's leading us, 
and is not obeying God. Because if God tells you to go and you stay, we're all going to pay the price. And I was like, oh, I hadn't thought about it that way. None of us had thought about it that way. It's about where, and do you mean it when you say, God, wherever you lead me, I'll go. I'm willing to be uncomfortable. Now, uncomfortable goes to another situation. See, as, as they went along, they had to leave there. They didn't get to stay in that village. And they're traveling down the road, and there's another guy. It says in verse 56, they go to another village. And verse 57 says, as they're walking along the road, a man said to him, I'll follow you wherever you go. Now, when I, sometimes when you're reading Scripture, a lot of times when you're reading, you don't know the inflection. You, know, you don't know the tone, right? But to me, when I read this, I'm on the heels of someone not liking where he was going. And I think this guy said, look, I know how everybody else is, but I'm telling you, I will follow you wherever. Where is not a problem for me, right? And for some of you in here, where is not a problem for you? Maybe you have an adventurous spirit. Maybe you're, you're, you're fine with where, wherever is good with you. You're ready to go. Wherever is not a problem for you. Jesus has this way of picking on exactly what our problem is, though. Right? He does. He said, really? He said, well, I need you to know something. You may go wherever I go, but he says, I'm in full-time ministry. This is a non-profit organization. We're not selling anything. We're not selling a service. We're not selling a product. We're not making money. We are totally dependent on the generosity of others. And so he makes this little poetic statement. He said, foxes have dens and birds have nests, but me, the son of man, that's what he would call himself, he said, the son of man has no place to lay his head. I don't have a home. We don't have a headquarters. We don't have a main office. We don't, we don't have a spot. We're living out of the car. You know, where do you stay? I stay in my car. That doesn't sound good, does it? You know, we're just on the road. I'm just wherever. And this guy, it insinuates he doesn't like that. He doesn't like the cost. Like there's a comfort in a place, but there's a comfort wherever we are. And there's a cost. Like if you're doing ministry, there's so many people I know that God has called them literally to, to, to vocation in ministry. Like, that's their job. Like, I want you to be a, whatever, a children's minister, youth minister. I want you to go do this thing. But then they looked at their situation and they said, like, you know, I don't know if I can afford to make this change. Like, here's the problem with following the Lord. I'm trying to submit my life to Him, Okay. And you go in all these areas, and he goes like, okay, well, what about this area? Here's my problem. I don't always want to spend my money the way he wants me to spend my money. I'm sure you're the same way. And the problem with the Lord is, like, he literally says, he states, that money can be your God. It can just make all the decisions. It makes a lot of decisions. It does. It might decide, money might decide what you have for lunch today. It might decide that. 
It might decide whether you go home or go out to eat, and it might decide if you go out to eat where you're going. Money might make that decision. Money might, for a lot of you, right? Money might decide what you're wearing right now. Money made the decision, you know? You're going, look, there's a certain point in life we start buying our clothes at the same place we buy our groceries. I, I don't know how that happens. You've reached a certain age when that happens. I don't know, but like I'm just saying, money can make decisions in life. And God says, but what about when my decision, when following me, comes into conflict with the money decision? Will you follow me then? Will you follow me when it costs you? And it costs you in comfort or it costs you because I want you, to, I want you to give money to this ministry or I want you to take your money and do this with it or I want you to help somebody with it. Like, what if it's costing you? And it seems to indicate that this guy walked away. I'll go wherever you want me to go. Will you go if it costs you more than you're willing to pay? There's a story in Scripture of a, a guy that describes him as young and rich. And he came to Jesus and he said, I'm doing everything you want me to do. And he goes, are you? He goes, well, then do this. Sell everything you've got and follow me. And the guy said, I can't do that. He walked away. Like, because it cost more than he wanted to pay. And so there's some of us that what we've said is, God, I want to follow you. Follow me. We said, okay. And some of us bailed out because we didn't like where he was leading us. You know, we didn't like where he was leading us. Some of us, bailed out when it started costing us something we didn't want to pay. Now the third one I want to share with you, I, I think it hits way more of us. And the third one is about timing. It's about timing. He says in verse 59, Jesus actually says to a person, follow me. And it says that that person replied and said, Lord, first... Let me go and bury my father. And Jesus said, let the dead bury their own dead, but you go and proclaim the kingdom of God. Now this sounds really, really harsh. You might read this and you might think that this guy is saying, Jesus, I want to follow you, but my dad's funeral is tomorrow, and I want to go to the funeral. It's my dad. And Jesus said, you're not going to the, if you want to be with me, you're not going to any funeral. That's what it sounds like. Okay, but almost all scholars agree that the, the real case was that this man's father wasn't dead yet. That what he was saying is, I'm all in, I want to follow you, but I need to finish this season of life. I, you see, things will happen. When my dad dies, I'm going to inherit some money from that situation. Uh, we'll sell the family business. We're going to move on. There's going to be a transition takes place. And when that transition takes place, I'll be ready to follow you. And I'll follow you then. I just can't follow you now. And y'all, I want to tell you something. I think this one hits so many of us. It just hits so many of us. God says, follow me. And you say, I'll do it wherever. I'll do it. I'll do whatever. And I'll do it wherever you want me to go. But not right now. You're thinking, I, I need to finish school. 
I, I know you want me to do things, but I need to finish school. When I get through this phase of life and I finish school, then I'll follow you. And then some of you said, you know, God, this is a tough time. I don't really have anything. It's not a problem for me to do the you know, money thing because I don't have anything. But I'll follow you when I get settled down. Like, you know, when maybe when marriage comes and family comes and I get to that phase. I just need to get through this phase of life. You know, work's crazy. I can't get off whenever I want to. Like all this kind of stuff. You know, I'm young. I don't have it. And when I get to that point, then I'm in. And then some of us, we got to that point, we have little kids, and we're like, look, God, I'll follow you, but do you know how exhausting it is to have little kids? Like, oh my goodness. And they're just consuming all of my time. And when, when we get to the point where this little brood all gets into school, when they get into school, I'm yours. And then some of you said, well, the kids are in school. And do you know how many activities and stuff and all the things going on? And I'm trying to take them here, there, and everywhere. And we're just running around crazy. And it just occupies so much time. And Lord, I'm in. As soon as I get past this phase of life, when they get older and they kind of get out, then I'll be ready. And then we said, oh, Lord, see, here's the deal. We've got to finish building our house. And, you know, mom and dad are getting old, and I'm having to take care of them, and I'm having to do all this stuff. And, you know, this is a tough thing. And work is just, you know, I'm responsible for a lot of things now. And uh, I'm a supervisor now. I got a lot on my plate. And as soon as, you know, Lord, when, when I retire, and like this guy said, when mom and dad are gone, and I retire, and the kids are gone, I know then I'm going to have a lot of time, and that's when. I'll be ready. And we just put it off, put it off, and we keep convincing ourselves, no, I'm all in. I just need to get through this season, and then I'll follow. And I just think the pews sometimes are full of that kind of decision. I'm going to do it, but I'll do it then. Y'all, I want to tell you, this doesn't just apply to spiritual things. It applies to anything. If you need to do it, then do it. Get it done. Start it now. Don't start it then. Start it now. If there's changes or things that you need to make and stuff that needs to get done, then do it. Don't put it off and think there's a perfect time. There's a better time. There's not a better time. There's not, there's not a better time to be with the Lord and do what the Lord is telling you to do. If the Lord is approaching you and he says, come on, let's go, follow me, let's do this. Do you think God is on the wrong time? Do you think he doesn't know exactly what you're going through and dealing with right now? Will you follow me now? No, Lord, listen, Lord, when I, can I just get this season of life done and when my dad passes away, then I'm, then I'm with you. And we're missing being with God and following him because it's not the right time. 
Some of us, we get our timing all off. God's too slow for us. Sometimes God's too slow for me, and I want it to happen, and I want it to happen now, and I want it to get fixed, and He's taking too long, and so I just go try to fix it myself and mess it all up. Do you ever do that? And then sometimes, i got to tell you, God's too fast for me. He wants me to come. He wants me to go. He wants me to go. I'm like, whew, can we just get to the end of this thing? Can we just finish this, and then I'll do it? As if, like, and God, like, we just think, God, just wait. You wait. I'll get there. You know, I'll do it then. So there are people who are missing out on being with Jesus, who Jesus is literally, listen, Jesus is saying, come on, go with me. Can you imagine if Jesus was here amongst us, right? And he says to you, hey, come on, go with me. Let's go. Follow me. And there's some of us that our first question would be, what? Where are we going? That's our first question. Where are we going? Because we want to be able to make some decisions here. Where are we going? Well, what if he says, well, we're going to a place or to see somebody or do something, and you're like, ooh, now wait a minute, right? Follow me, he said. Come on. Come on. Hey, follow me. And hey, bring your wallet with you. I, my first question would be like, well, what, what do we need my wallet for? What are we, what are we paying? Like, what, what are we doing that? Just bring your wallet with you, right? What if he said, hey, follow me. And you were like, hey, can we finish the, I'll, when the church service is over, and then I have plans this afternoon. And then I got to be honest with you, after we have our next level class this night, I've taped the Super Bowl and I want to watch the Super Bowl. And uh, uh, my after, right after church, Caitlin Clark, anybody know what I'm talking about? No, just a few of you. Okay, Caitlin Clark, right after church. And then tonight, I want to watch the Super Bowl. And then, you know, actually, I'm really busy tomorrow. I'm free Tuesday morning. Can you imagine saying to Jesus, I'm free Tuesday morning? What if he then said, no, this is a little bit bigger project than that? And so we're the people that say, well, can we look? June's better for me. Right? Lord, listen, I'm planning on retiring in about, you know, 11 years. How about then? What? Timing. There's one last thing. The last thing, I'll call it community. And I'm going to say, I really think the major part of this community is, is I'm really talking mostly about family. Some of you, it could be people outside of family. It could be friends. Close, but it's, these are your people, is what I'm saying. These are your people. And... And so imagine now if God also says follow you, and this could have a lot to do with location. I mentioned location, but I was focusing more on the place. Let's talk about the people. Because in verse 61, it said, Still another said, this person offers, I will follow you, Lord, 
But first, let me go back and say goodbye to my family. All right, now look, he's not saying, again, he's not saying their family is standing right over there. Like, their family's out in the entrance hall where Marsha's going to be, where you can meet her. My family's out there. Can I just walk out there and say bye, and then we'll go? Jesus is not saying, no, you're not going. No. They mean, I want to go visit with my family a little while first. Do you know that when we send missionaries to the overseas, when we send missionaries overseas, and we train them, and they go through weeks and weeks of training and getting ready, and we teach them another language, and we're going all through all this stuff, and then we finally send them to their field. We do not let them come home in the first few months. We do not let them. Do you know why? Because if they come home, 90 days out, they will not go back. Because it's hard, and it's difficult, and they miss their family. Now, I want to tell you something. I love my family. I love my kids. Right? I love my family. You, you probably love your family. And the problem is, what if family, what if the people you love, whoever they are, they might not even be family, your people, you're so close to your people, that what if Jesus said, follow me, and you said, okay, and when he got to the where, the where was, but you're going to be away from family. You're not going to be working with your family anymore. You're not going to be with this group of people. You're going to be over here. I'm going to take you away. And we're like, whoa, whoa, can I, can I not be with my family? When Perlene and I first got married, one of her aunts came to us and said, she was talking to me, and she knew that I was in the ministry, right? And we were 20, you know, we were young, and, uh, you know, early 20s. And she said, now, now, Jim, don't you take her off somewhere. Don't you take her away somewhere. And she said, like a foreign country, right? And I said, well, what if God tells us to go off somewhere? And she goes, well, I guess you'll have to take her then, you know. Now, irony she lives between our church and our house. That's how close she is to both of us. I didn't take her anywhere. She's close by, all right? But sometimes we have that mentality. Sometimes a family loves their person so much that the family, you love the Lord, and you are preventing this person from following the Lord because you don't want to lose them. You don't want them to leave. And you're being a negative influence on them following the path that the Lord has for them. Isn't that a scary thought? Or how many of us say, look, look, I, I just prefer these people over being with you. That's a dangerous thing to say. So my question to you is, see, I really believe this morning, this is what I think. I think there are people who started January and like, I'm going to do this, and I'm going to do this, and I'm going to do this. And it's February and you've already stopped. I think, that, I think that's happened, okay? But I just as much think that there are people in this room and at some point, you clearly said to the Lord, Lord, wherever... Whenever, whoever, whatever. You said it. You meant it. But then, 
the whoever wasn't exactly what you were hoping it would be or the whatever was like ooh that sounds scary or tough the whenever oh let's mm. and we're and we're in our little spot we believe you believe you believe but you're not with him right now you're not following him right now not doing what he really really is leading you to do he's saying come on come on don't let that hold you back don't tell me I'll do it later when it's easier for me no now's the time because now's when he's calling you so you know who you are and I just want to say to you his love is so great for you he loves you so much he just wants to be with you he wants you to experience the fullness of life that he has for you that's why he's calling that's why he's saying come on go with me I want to show you something I want you to see it I want you to experience it don't hold back from me. Don't push back. Go with me. Would you pray today? Would you say, okay, God, look, this is tough. I'm not saying it's easy. Look, don't pray this if you're not ready to do it. But I think there's somebody here this morning, you're ready to say, okay, Lord, I've been holding back, but I just want to say, wherever, whenever, whatever, with whoever. I'm in with you. Let's go. Let's go. Would you say that this morning? Let me pray for you. Dear Lord, I pray that we'll lead you, we'll follow you wherever you lead. And Lord, that's tough because we don't know what it is and that's a little scary for us. It's a little difficult for us and it's tough. But I don't want to miss out. I don't want to miss out. I want to trust you. I want to believe in you. I want to believe that wherever you lead me, wherever you take me, whatever you have in store for me, that's what I want. And that I'm not, I'm not wise enough to choose well. I'll follow my own, to my own regret. And so, Lord, I commit to you today. Your love is too great. Too great. You're too faithful to me. Lord, you, you've carried everything, all of my sins away. You've been so gracious to me. You freed me to follow you. Now, Lord, I, I need to follow you. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Thank you for listening to our podcast. It is our prayer that it's been helpful in this part of your life journey. We invite you to join us at Kusada Sunday mornings for worship. Visit our website at kusadabaptist.org for directions and more information about our church.